0: Last week on self-awareness.
1: The best person
0: to teach you about you isn't you. When you understand who Jesus is, he shows you who you are. Yes. When
2: one is self-aware, you constantly are going back with the help of others to give you that critique to help motivate
3: you and cultivate you. Before I had to set a new tone, I had to realize that
1: the one I set was broken. Mm. Well, as I promised, I told you, part two, we're back. Guys, I didn't mean to cut you off last week, but, man, y'all was see what I know what y'all was going to do. Y'all was going to get carried away, and Bible <laughs> class was going to be two hours. And, 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 and I had to make sure them people got off the Internet so they can yeah, feed their yeah, babies and, yeah. and make them Roman noodles and them Lunchables and whatever they got to yeah, eat yeah, before, yeah. before bedtime comes. But, man, last week's conversation was so riveting yes. that I thought that we should pick it right back up where we left off. Pastor Torrance, you were talking about uh, last week, and I'm old, so I have to remember I think you are talking I'm about tone.
3: Team. Yeah, we were talking about tone.
1: And 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 how uh, that clip—I mean, I—you you went viral, man. I mean, a million people in uh, a span of five days yeah. watched you talk about tone, but they didn't know that that tone was the cake, yeah. but self-awareness was, man, was the mold. That was it. It, it was the platter. T- talk about that.
3: But it was the platter because, like I was saying on last week, that I, I wanted to find. God's tune and lyrics in setting a tone for my marriage. Yes, yes. So, you know, when you, when you have enough sense to be honest with yourself, you know when you've been a fool or not. Like, I'm, I'm talking to a few people out here. If you're honest, you know when you've been a fool and you know when you've broken something. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes when you don't have self-awareness, the brokenness that you cause is too heavy for you to digest. Mm-hmm. So the best thing for you to do is to run from the brokenness that you cause. But now when I had to face that, I had to set a new tune, a new tone for my wife, because honestly, like, I'm not afraid say, she was about to say, she was about to just get out of here. Yeah. But, but when I started understanding that I needed to look like Christ to her, yeah. now, Pastor, I know I'm not Christ. Yeah. I'm a long way from that. But when you're talking about a marriage relationship, uh, Christ has a bride and we are that. Mm. Yeah. And so I had to go in and find out what did Christ do to his bride? Like, what did he perform? Huh. And when I looked, when I thought about that, I said, man, what did Christ do? Initially, he did three things. Like, he came, he served. He came here, served his bride. He healed the sick ring, He opened up blind eyes. He even opened up deaf ears, unlocked people from caskets, pulled people out of graves. Yeah. That's a service, right? Yeah. He served his bride. Yeah. Now, that was the first thing that was difficult for me to do, because I said, I'm not going to serve this woman. I need to be served. <laughs> that's the first thing. But that's my lack of self-awareness. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing he did was serve. Right. The second thing he did <laughs> was right. sacrifice. Right. There we go again. Because I know I needed to be sacrificed for. I felt like I was prize. But if I'm, I'm going to sacrifice, God, Christ put his bride first. He, he recognized he had an issue. So he came down here to serve and to sacrifice for her, to put that issue to bed one time. Now, I'm not good as him. I got to keep on working on them issues and put them to bed two or three, four, six, seven times. But as long as I'm putting them to bed, it's going to be okay. Then the third thing he did was secure. Hmm. So if he secured me through my sin and all that death and dying on the cross, then I got to make sure the woman is secure. So then I said, well, I'm not doing a good job of that. Mm. I'm not doing a good job of that. Awesome, man. So then, if I want to receive the same thing that Christ's bride did, to, did does for him, I need to do what Christ did for his wife. Yeah, yeah. Now, we, when I start doing that, Rima, then what happens? I get the same response Christ gets. Nah. Because now, what do we do? We lift up his name. Nah. His bride says, Jesus, Jesus. He called his name. I'd like to have my name called. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, then, then the next thing she does, oh my the next glory. thing we do, what, do, what does I his bride that in do? The spirit. She, give, she gives all her gifts to him. Didn't she do that Hamlet? Yes. She Ooh. gave her whole body to him, real.
2: Why
0: call her your name?
3: She got her body. Christ got her body, her arms, her legs, her head. He got her whole body. So now she give her whole body to me. You,
0: you, you said something it's very awesome, powerful. And, and what you're saying, Pastor Therese, I know we're laughing about it, but it is No, it's true. Powerful. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, it, it's the this is the principle, and this is, yeah. like Pastor said, the mold. I was having a conversation with um, both of you earlier, and you guys asked me some questions. And I said that the reason why your conversation—I don't know why we're veering in this direction—but yeah. um, the reason why why um, I want to bring this up is because of what you said. Just to piggyback a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because part of self-awareness is knowing that you and a marriage, and you and your relationship, and all of that. And I had to understand this, and this is something God told me. God told me. The Holy Spirit is the only expression of me that has to be groomed. Yes, sir. That has to be wooed. And I said, what do you mean? Hold on a second. Bride, groom. So we have the Holy Spirit who is our helper. And we have the helpmeet, paracletus. Oh, there it is, rep. So if is. in the Old Testament <laughs> we have the helpmeet, yeah. in the New Testament Talk we up, have the helper, the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Now let's look at God. God shows up. You don't, you don't need to invite God. He's going no. to come here like a pillar of fire, yes, cloud, sir. open the ground. You, I mean, he don't need your invitation. You don't need it. Jesus. Okay, let's look at Jesus. Oh, by the way, before you were born, while you were yet sinners, he died for you. He, he showed up. Here. He came here. He, he did his care. job.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus says, hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Um, God, he can come here like a pillar of fire, cloud, sc- do everything. No. Um, m- myself, I can come and show up, die for you. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit... That expression of me, you have to wait for her. Yeah, yeah. You have to wait for her, you have to need her, you have to groom the bride. Woo. And this is the problem because we have brides that are not groomed. And why are you called a bride groom? <laughs> Talk, Reverend. So now we see the help and the helper. You want the same thing. Yeah. Listen, the reason why we send the helper is because you need help. You need help. Period. Period. This is difficult. Marriage cannot be on autopilot. Relationships cannot be on autopilot. And you need help. So just like you said, I'm picking just based on what you said. we We cannot get the results the Holy Spirit gets in the church and with the church. Because the church, like I always said, never got into its full power till Jesus died. How are we going to get into our full power, or how are we expecting the people, our spouses, or whoever we're in relationship with, to get into their full expression, to groom, to board, when we are not yet dead. When Jesus died and resurrected and rose and did all of that, then the church came into power. Listen, if you're a bridegroom, go ahead and groom your bride.
3: Groomer.
0: I
1: sense another viral clip about to hit. (laughs) Reverend,
2: Reverend, it's good though. It's good. I'll piggyback on those to the point uh, the Bible says double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, and so when we talk about relationships, uh, we have to understand the dichotomy that we both have to be in agreement. How can two walk together except they agree? I think about the scripture, uh, Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. But it goes on to say, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. I think self awareness, true self awareness, is even though I have one mind, I've got to humble myself to understand that it's not my mind of my awareness of me. I need to understand the mind of Christ, Christ. and how his mind
1: is related Talk, to me. Reverend.
2: He Talk. thought he was fashioned as God, but he humbled himself to not be equal to God.
1: Yes, sir. Thought in our robbery. I thought think that, that's, robbery. That's, that's amazing. Um, which brings us to the the next idea I had, and you and I didn't discuss it, and I think that one of the enemies of self-awareness is distraction. A double-minded man is unstable yeah. in all of his ways. I think that distraction, uh, and, and i put it this way, um, that we need to make sure that we are choosing our distractions and not letting our distractions choose us.
3: Ooh, Reverend, talk about it, man.
1: Right. I think you have to choose your distractions. That's
3: going to be a heavy one, Reverend.
1: And not let your distractions yeah. you got, man. choose you. Because we're the ones opting into the distraction. Yeah. We're, we're the ones opting in. Um, uh, I think that, um, that our minds, uh, and I've said this before, I think the mind is the most expensive real estate in the earth.
3: Yes, yes.
1: And that you should not allow things people are times yes. to rent that space for cheap? Absolutely. That 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 the rent for the mind should be higher than the price of a villa in the south of France. I mean, it ought to be. Yes. It ought to be expensive
3: to get your mind space.
1: To get your mind, <laughs> it should be expensive. Um, but but some of us will rent out the space in our mind for the cost of a series on Netflix. Mm. 9 dollars mm. And that's a month. <laughs> we'll, we'll give our mind to binge watching a series right. on Netflix and then say we don't have time to read. Yeah. Yeah. Or we don't have time to develop. Or we don't have time yeah. Yeah. to go back to school. For, for the For the amount of time we binge watch Hulu and Netflix and Apple TV shows, we could be self-aware, and and give that over to a craft that will pay us dividends for years to come. I often tell people, you will never be on TV if you keep watching it. (laughs) That that you have to choose your distractions. And and I think that the enemy of self-awareness is that many of us are drowning in the sea of our distraction. I, I know some people are too old. Uh, uh, to know this, but uh, there's an old singer named Joe Simon that had a song back in the day called "Drowning in the Sea of Love." Now I know none of y'all don't nothing about that because y'all, none of y'all up here know you, young Thundercats. I know you don't know nothing about I
3: know, it. I don't know nothing about it, man.
1: I'm but, older than you. Yeah, but you still, you know, you know Joe Simon. I ain't think so. <laughs> Joe Simon was singing in the '50s, and and Joe Simon talked about drowning in the sea of love.
3: How you know about that? He's a he's a music. Man. <laughs> How you know about somebody singing in the fifties? <laughs> you wouldn't even thought about it. You wouldn't even. We all got thing. Ma- How you know? He know music? I'm a foodie. You and you know it's... the lyrics.
1: The I 50s. do, but I'm a preacher. <laughs> I can't let him know I know the whole song by heart. <laughs> he, he had another song called "The Choking Kind." Oh Lord, oh, have mercy. He said that love is like a cap that don't fit my head, baby. It's the choking kind. <laughs> He said, baby, he said, baby, you wanted my heart. I gave you that, but you wanted my mind, too. And that cap don't fit my head. That's the choking kind. See?
2: See? Oh my! You back on the mind. <laughs> that cap don't fit my head. I'm going to use that. I,
3: I just think just you,
2: you you're owe. distracting
1: me right now. That's you what you're owe, doing. You man. You, you got to choose owe. your distractions.
3: You, choose your You oh <laughs> you We're trying to get people to work. How you know about the fitness
1: Oh, man, you got me up here sweating and laughing for real. They did not tune in to hear you okay, from playing message. around today, man. We're supposed to be giving them the word of God. <laughs> I, th- I think that we're drowning in the sea of distraction. We are. I, th- I think that That it's it's like being in traffic. It's like the accident was on that side of the road, but the traffic is on this side of the road because everybody on this side of the road is distracted by what happened on that side of the road. And if everybody in this lane would mind their business and let the people who are supposed to fix what's happening in that lane, I could get where I'm getting on time. But is it possible that you're late to your next appointment because you are behind somebody looking in the wrong lane? Man, man. Or are you holding up a lane? So let me Because let you're me distracted this by question, Let me What's going this on another? Yes sir.
3: To you guys, do you think that the distraction is easier to deal with than my life? Who? Like like if I'm if I'm focused on a distraction, do you think that it's because my life is too hard to deal with? Mm-hmm. And I don't know the way out of it, so I get caught up in something that I can handle.
1: I think that most wow. people their best approach to defeating the distraction in their life is to have a conversation about the defeat in somebody else's. Because the defeat that's going on in somebody else's life, they have no responsibility to solve. And so it's easier to talk about what somebody else should do as opposed to doing what I need to do do so that I can become aware. How many people do you know that always got their mouth in somebody else's business? Always talking about what somebody else should do. Always talking about what somebody else didn't do.
0: Speck out of your heart.
1: Take this, listen, and, 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 and abdicating the growth of personal self-awareness Yeah. because I'm not responsible for what happens in your life, which is why I can discuss it, Yeah. which makes it a distraction or a diversion from actually dealing with the demons in my own experience.
3: So, so do you think that that's why the preachers get such a hard time It's because we're looking for... Pastor and Pastor Rima, Pastor Hammond, to fix my life mm. without any personal responsibility of taking change for myself. Good mm. God Almighty! So when you don't, when you when you don't do something that I think you should do, Rima and Pastor Hammond, then I say, well, something wrong. The church is changing. <laughs> the preacher ain't no good. Ain't not living according to the word over there. But I have a responsibility to take for myself in this Bible. I can't really uh, outsource my change to pastor and pastor. And they may say profound things to help get me there. But after they say it, then they say, amen. I still have a responsibility responsibility. to apply what that profound thing is to my life. So I think that's why we get a lot of weight put on us Mm. because people are outsourcing their issue to us.
1: Isn't it amazing that baseball players get paid a half a billion dollars if they hit the ball three out of ten times. It's amazing. Steph Curry just got the biggest NBA contract yeah. in the history of the league, the only player to have 200, two $200 million contracts. contracts. He's the best shooter ever in the NBA perhaps ever. In my opinion, one of my favorite players and he gets all of that for shooting beneath 50%. You have see where going. NFL <laughs> yeah. running backs see where going. <laughs> who get paid multiple millions of dollars. And they are great
3: yeah.
1: if they average five yards a carry. Yeah, yeah. And it's 100 yards. Some four. <laughs> Sometimes
3: four. Sometimes four.
1: You're great yeah. if you get four. And the reason why Steph is 50% is because he has defense. And the reason why the running back doesn't get 100 yards every carry is because he has defense. Defense. The reason why the batter doesn't hit 1,000% is because he has a pitcher who knows how to throw a variation of balls, curveballs, fastballs, sliders. And here the preacher has the entirety of hell against him. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And is expected to bat (laughs) 1,000. And if the preacher don't bat a 1,000, he's not a superstar. No. He's not great. No. If he fumbles. Yes, sir. He should resign. Right. Yes, sir. But that is only by those who are not self-aware. Yeah. Not
2: self-aware.
1: Because self-aware people, and I know some of them, yeah. they say stuff like, hey, preachers are human too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preachers are human too. It's, it's the reason why. I honor the three of you so much, because I know your weaknesses and your strengths. Mm-hmm. I know where you failed and I know where you've succeeded, yeah. and neither one of them have any bearing on my respect, my honor, and love for you. Yes, sir. Because in order to talk about the speck in your eye, I got to first look at the speck that is in mine. That's called. Self-aware. Absolutely. Let's call self-aware. Go ahead. You said something,
2: Pastor. I was going to. I was reminded. Just um, I think another part of self-awareness to understand these beams and specs. We did a personality trait one time at work assessment, um, and it talked about self-awareness, and there was four types. One was called introspective, and that's meaning you know yourself, uh, but you don't challenge yourself or seek feedback. I think sometimes in self-awareness we think we are who we are, but We don't encourage others to help us. The other one was a seeker. You don't know who you are, but you're always seeking validation from others to help make you who you want to be. The other one is a pleaser. You know who you are, but you're validated by pleasing other people without pleasing yourself. But the last one is where in leadership we wanted to get to, and that's simply being a person of awareness. When you master coming from those cycles of not knowing yourself in those areas of introspective, being a pleaser or a seeker, then and only then you become aware. So I think there's a process and I think there's a level to become self-aware.
1: Well, then I you know think the third place then, and agree with me or disagree, let's talk about it, that self-awareness is also the ability to discover your own personal blind spots. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't know your blind spots, you're going to get knocked out. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Like, have you ever been driving in a car and you're driving and, and you, you've looked through the side view mirror, you, you look, but then you get over in the lane and you know it, it's all, it's, it is a true blind spot. Like, it's a place that a car can be. And you won't see, and you won't see it. it. And you'll get over in the lane. And, and if you're not self-aware, you'll be mad at them. <laughs>
0: right.
1: yes, sir. You'll be mad at yeah. them. And, and they're in the right of way because it's their lane. You, yeah. you are actually supposed to seek permission yeah. and signal them to, right. to let them know that you're coming over. So you'll actually get mad at them. Like most of us, yeah. and let's yeah. talk about this, we agree that we're ill-advised <laughs> or at least ill-prepared to admit that we have blind spots. Yeah. That we yeah. have area, yeah. areas where things
0: happen yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: where we do not receive instruction well. I'm I'm reminded of, um, and yes, the the answer to that question is yes. And the the text that comes to my mind is Moses. Because a lot of times when we think about blind spots, we think about things behind us. But a blind spot can be something right in front of you. um, And you don't even know about it. Um, Before I even say that, something just dropped in my spirit now. Uh Because
3: Uh
0: um, Jesus healed more. I want to speak to man. Jesus healed. There was never a blind woman in the Bible. Never. Jesus never healed. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Jesus never healed a blind woman in the Bible. Every person that was blind was a man. Was a man. Yes, Wait a minute, and I, I want to speak to some blind jokes. Wait a minute, Reba.
1: Got... We just a bunch man, of blind, no-seeing. Yeah,
0: That's right. That's right. right. And I want right. to speak to That's every right. man, wherever no you woman. are today. That God would restore your sight. Mm. Very important. Mm. Because blindness is not just when you don't see what God has Mm. for you. It's when you don't see what God has in front of you. Moses had a rod. He didn't know the rod. Man,
1: if you don't be quiet, hold on. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? The world. Did that man just say? Did you just say say
0: that blindness? I can't remember what I, I said, to be frank, but go ahead. You we, said that
1: blindness is not just knowing. knowing
0: what's in front of you.
1: Well, I think that's the second part.
0: That blindness is, not is. hopefully we can, you can go re- watch it, by I the way. I need you to say yeah, yeah. it again because I missed it. I, all Rewind. I think I heard Rewind you say, for us. blindness, blindness is,
1: is not just seeing something like, it's anything, not just seeing what God anything. has for you, but not also seeing what's in
0: front of you. because Blindness Moses, is when you don't just see what is in front of you, of you, but what God has for you. Because a lot of times we can see what is in front of us, but we don't know what God has for us. And hidden behind that rod is a snake. Hidden behind that snake is a rod. And the funny thing about Moses putting that rod on the floor is that he fled at what he had been holding since. How many people you would be surprised at what you are toying with? You would be surprised at the spouse you were joking with, at the rod you are playing with, at the child you are playing with, because you're not aware. And I want to speak to everyone that has a rod. That rod can tap the sea. That rod, that rod all through the Bible, we see that rod. Moses' rod. And pastor, if I put it in your turn about the tabernacle and Moses' rod, we're going to stay here all day.
3: day. That's the rod.
0: (laughs) That is the rod. And Moses had this rod all through and he never knew what he had. That is blindness. Not just when you cannot see what is in front of you, but what, what God has for you. You cannot even see it, My and let's put God.
1: the book in on it because self-awareness yes, also happens in the same text. Because after he threw it down, yes. the Bible says he picked it up again. again, and it was. Listen, it did not part a sea until he picked it up again. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> because sometimes the power is in the second. It wasn't the first Adam; yeah. it was the second.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: So it wasn't the tabernacle where we received salvation. It was in the church. Yes, sir. It wasn't in the death. It was in the resurrection. So he picks it up again and it goes back to being a rod. That rod makes itself into the Ark of the Covenant. My the Bible says it was Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod. Yes, sir. That, it was, that, that had budded. Because not only is the rod parting the sea, But the rod is the seed. It has to be because it's fruitful without connection. What you, who you really are, you are fruitful. You don't, you look around and say, I don't have the right connections. You don't need them. Great is he that is in me. You're fruitful. The rod didn't have roots, the rod wasn't planted, it wasn't surrounded by fertile soil, and yet it still budded. Why? Because the rod was self-aware. When you know who you are, you can develop in darkness. <laughs> oh my when you goodness. know who you are, you can bud even though they put a lid on you. Yes, sir. <laughs> When yes, you sir. know who you are, you can grow in isolation. Yes. You don't have to have other rods to grow. You don't have to have other friends. You don't have to have other influences. When you know who you are, when you come to the realization of who you are, mm, mm, mm. You, can, you can survive with lids and limitations placed on you. It was in a cuff an ark, sealed, put away for years. And budded. Never to be thought about again. And it budded. And it, ain't, it isn't about the rod. You can say, well, it was the rod. No, no. because everything that knew what it was in that ark. See, the, the bread didn't spoil, it didn't spoil because it knew who it was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The rod budded because it knew who it was. And the law was not abolished because it knew what it was. Yes, when you know who you are, you can operate and be with lids on you. You can do it in darkness. You can do it in isolation. You can do it broke. You can do it sick. You can do it in bankruptcy. You can do it single. When you know who you are, you yeah. don't need somebody else's validation
0: for you to develop. Pastor, Paul says something that is that ties into what she said. Paul says, and I, I just had to look at a text. I think it's First Corinthians 13. Paul says... I planted, and Apollos watered. Water. Yeah. Paul One says, "My role is to plant." Another yeah. man. I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to a parent that was um, kind of a little bit just um, concerned because your, your child was going out and, and going to college and all of that. And I said, "You have planted. You have to be. You have to trust that an Apollos would water." Yeah. And I think it's very important to understand. My role is to plant. Paul mm-hmm. says, "I'm not trying to water." My role is to plant, and there are a lot of apolysis that want to plant, and a lot of Pauls that want want to water, and that's the problem we have today. Once you know who you are, even the demons know who you are. They say, "Paul, I know Jesus, Jesus I know know. who are are you." you? Demons are more aware of you than you are. (laughs) 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 Pastor,
2: I would say too. I think it's important in self-awareness to have a keen hearing. Uh, when you're talking about vision, it, it got me thinking about Moses. Uh, excuse me, about Noah specifically. How he heard the voice of God to go out and build an ark. But the same, the same voice and the same message he heard from God. He told the other people that the water was coming, but they didn't listen. And I think when you're self-aware, you have to be so keen of the voices that you hear that will speak a prophetic word or speak increase. Uh, and at the same time, you've got to be able to humble yourself. I just think about our connection, uh, me as a pastor having a church, uh, but to understand that, yes, I heard from God, and yes, I had a church, but I heard a voice through this man of God. Yeah. And because I heard, heard God's voice through his voice, I was able to hook myself and as good as I thought I was, as good as I thought I was as a church planner and this and that, I had to humble myself, hook myself up with him. And my self-awareness was that when I heard God speak to me and say, this is the next season of your life, I depended on God. And, and we, we're here tackling text today.
1: Man, wow. do you know one of the greatest joys of my life is to sit on this stage knowing full well that you all are capable of sitting in this seat? I'm self-aware. I know a lot of people who couldn't manage or handle people as talented as you. You would represent threats um, to people who are not self-aware. I mean, Pastor Torrance, you are one heck of a preacher, man. I mean, you're not some run-of-the-mill Johnny-come-lately, Jesus-is-coming on the corner of 5th and 6th Street with a Six-inch speaker, and that's all you can. do. I mean, you could you could pastor a significant church, yeah. Pastor Hammond. You are a monster. I mean, your approach to scripture and humility is it's unrivaled. You can preach, you can teach, you are charismatic. Uh, you you you've got all of these things. Pastor Raymond, you are a monster. Yeah. I mean. Sometimes I sit back and listen to you talk, and I just shake my head like, oh, my God. I mean, each one of you could stand and do it alone, and yet we are on this stage doing it together because each of us know who we are.
3: Yes, sir.
1: Each of us know who we are. And I think that one of the most difficult conundrums that the earth sees is that we have leaders in place who don't know who they are. Yes. And they benefit from their followers never finding out who they are not. Man, Man. Yep. That was a statement. That was a statement of the... Holy I remember Jesus.
3: being 21
1: years old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... and. I I have to say this. Say it, Reverend, because I'm done talking now. I have to say this. I started a church at 21. I went to a pastor in the city that I was in who had a significant church. And because I run the risk of him being identified, he shall remain nameless. Because it's not about him, it's about the lesson I learned. I asked him, what was the key to successful ministry? Hand to God, the man said, keep the people ignorant. He says, because if they don't know anything, they'll have to come to you for everything. It was his leadership style to keep people dependent on his knowledge. But how can you be successful? If you have no successors. And what benefit are you to the kingdom? If as a leader. You are afraid of the development of the souls that God has placed in your hand. I would that you would prosper. Because the better you do. The higher you go. The more you accomplish, the only thing it does is validate the gift that God gave me. If I teach you and you become a teacher, then it means that I have something worth teaching. If I teach you and you never cease to and you never get to the place where you teach, then the only thing is it shows the deficiency of my lesson I am more because you are great. Great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If, if my seed is not good, it's a reflection of my roots, not the seed. If you, don't, if you don't prosper, if money doesn't find you, if your families don't go off to get exploits, if, if, if you don't survive, It's more a reflection on me, not you. We have too many leaders in position who are afraid of their pupils and who benefit from putting lids on the things and the people that God gave me. And I refuse to be any man's salt. I will not throw javelins at you, I will not hold you back from opportunities. If, if, if anybody is listening to me today and God has put you in a position of leadership, the best example of that leadership is the growth and development of the persons, or the people, places, and things that God has given you. You are not where you were when I met you, and I'm glad. You are not where you were when I met you, and I'm glad. You, were. you are not where you were when I met you, and I'm glad. And I would that you go higher. I would that you go higher. When your your clip went viral, I hope I was one of the first people to call you. Because you getting a million views don't hurt me one bit. Get them. Get them all. Because is it about views or is it about change? Is it about gospel? Is it about development? And if the purpose for sitting up here is that somebody's life would be changed, get 10 million. That's the issue and i'll say this and i'll i hope that somebody gets this that most of us when given the opportunity will tell small lies to improve our results yes. sometimes we even lie to ourselves <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: that's good
1: that's that's the product of not being self aware because You have to be okay with what you scored in the game. I watched the Olympics the other day, and Draymond Green had zero points. I think he had two rebounds. But when I tell you he helped win the game, when they played France, the deflection that he got at the end. Knowing the rules, because in America when you play basketball, you can't touch the ball above the center, uh, the cylinder. But he knew that the, 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 the rules overseas is you can. So the man shot the ball and it was bouncing and it was looking like it was going to go in. And he reached up and knocked the ball. Out. See, he knew the rules. And sometimes the people who are most effective in the game are the people who do the things that the stats don't show. And yes, my name is on the sign. And yes, my name is on the, on the building. And yes, my name is on this and that. But let me tell you something. A man who calls himself a leader and turns around and there's nobody behind him, he is not a leader. He is a man taking a walk. I have to have people following me to become a leader, which means that the leader is made by the followers, not by the talent. And I'm self-aware. So I say to you, in the presence of these millions of people who will watch this over the next few weeks, be great. Go get it all. Tell that story. Grow your church. Grow your campus. Make it bigger than this one. Because all of it is a reflection of the oil he put on my life. All of it. And isn't it the job? Of the father to teach his son how to be better than him? What kind of father would I be to want to make sure that my sons do less than me? That's not legacy. That's enslavement. Get
0: exploits. Go get it all. Pastor. I know you're flowing, but you remind us of Jesus. And I want to say this because Jesus worked himself out of a job. And he said, it is expedient. It is important that I go. And Jesus was almost saying that, and a lot of leaders are threatened by that. I would say this, and I, I could be off here, that one of the reasons why the tackle of the text resonates is that people can see through. They can see through who is real, who is fake, who is phony, who is laughing, who is joking. And I've had people from Nigeria, people from all over the world, call me and say, I just like Pastor Kean. I'm like, why? They have not listened to you. They just saw a clip of what she did with Pastor Torrance or how you talked about, and they look at that. They don't even see your messages. And I wanted to say that publicly, because you're saying this publicly, that when you tell us this, you're calling out the greatness, but we can only do that because of what we see you do. Thank you for making us comfortable to be ourselves. And thank you for not just being a leader, because we have a lot of leads, L-I-D, out there, and what they call what they call loyalty has become slavery. And there's a very thin line between loyalty and slavery. You are a breath of fresh air. You have said it time and time again. And people ask me, "How can you preach and be on the pastor? How can you?" And I ask them the question. I say, "How can I not? Why would I want to? What, I mean, it, it, these are people that don't understand." That it's not about you going off. I would rather be a number two here than a number one where God has not sent me. Yeah. And I want to thank you for letting us be who we are. and not trying to change who we are. You let us flow in our calling, in our gifting. And like Jesus, he's no longer here. But we talk about him every single day because of what he did in the life of his disciples. So thank you because everywhere we are, they tell me the truth. They say, oh, he's talking about Pastor Keon. And you're not there but because of the environment you've created for us. So thank you. And I believe that that's what happens with Tackle the Text. And people keep texting and all of that. I don't think there are other churches doing things like this and having meetings and sit down. Why is this resonating? Because people can smell loyalty. People can smell originality. People can sense it, authenticity. And I want to thank you because it flows from the head. Thank you for being a leader and not a lead.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I appreciate sir. it, man. Yes, that sir. That means a lot to me. Um, I think we can close here, but I wanna say something about what you said earlier about where tone came from. Yeah. remember you the clip yeah, we talked yeah. about, and you said that you changing your tone is because you recognize the one that you had was dead mm-hmm. and you had to transpose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're right. For those of y'all who are watching, you must, I've known your wife longer than you have. Yep. Yep. I, I know the woman that she was when you met her. And I know the woman she is now. Yep. And the two are not the are same. are not the same. So I know that the Kim I know now, you have to be the man at home that you are here because she wouldn't take it. No. She wouldn't. Mm-mm. that Kim is strong. Yeah. So for her to submit, she didn't submit to force. No. She submitted to strength. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. Um I am what I am to you guys. And I have to admit by experience first, by choice second. The things that were done to me by the man of God that I trusted, like you all trust me, um, in this setting, I dare not repeat because I don't want to digress. Yeah, yeah. But I had a soul. Yeah. And I stayed faithful, and I literally had the javelins thrown at me. I mean. There, there is at least 15, 20% of this church who witnessed it and survived it with me. Your mom and dad yeah. were one of yeah. them, two of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my story isn't made up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was witnessed. Mm-hmm. And I remember at 28 years old, same age as you, Brandon, as you are right now. And Brandon is one of our uh, ministers who's just in the sanctuary with us right now. Listen, he's been with us all day long. Yeah. He's 28 years old, and he's got his own business, and I was telling him about some financial moves for he and his wife. When I was his age, yeah. I was jobless, mm. three months away from being homeless, and moreover, I was hopeless. Because mm. ain't no hurt. Like the hurt that comes from somebody that you gave your trust to, right. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. and I gave it all over, because mm. I don't, I don't know how not to start hard in the beginning. Right. Like if I were running a relay, put me first. Yeah, yeah, first leg. Yeah, put me in the first <laughs> leg, because I'm gonna run my butt off to make sure that you got a lead. Yeah. I'm not the fastest, so you don't don't put me last. I might might not be the quickest. Don't put me in the middle. I might not be able to make up ground, but I promise you, if you put me first, I'm not going to let anybody else outrun me at the start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, I started off strong. I loved and served. I left left home the way Sarah left home when Abraham said, come and follow after me. Mm. I left a church that I started. I left my mama, my sisters, my whole family behind. I left and I've never lived back there since the day I left. I bought a one-way ticket and came to Houston only to be betrayed. And I made up my mind at 28 years old that I would never be a lid. I would never short-circuit somebody's power. I've made it a living with the three of you to tell you what I think exactly to your face
3: yeah.
1: and to require yeah. nothing but the best from you. And in turn,
3: yeah.
1: you get nothing but my best from me. We don't shortchange each other. No. We don't sugarcoat things. No. no. We say what needs to be said. You have I freedom. See. I don't emasculate you. You a man. You've been, you yeah. was a man when I met you. You're going to be one when the Lord takes us yeah. home yeah. to be with him. And you have the freedom yes, sir, to speak truth to power. And as a result of that realization, that self-awareness, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have gotten houses I did not build. Uh, uh, come on. I have gotten vineyards that I have not planted. God has changed beautiful ashes. I promise you that he has. (laughs) And it's all because of the hard work that I've had to go through to be self-aware. If I don't know anything else at Mm. 40 years old, I now know who I am <laughs> and it is the most liberating feeling
2: yes, sir.
1: I don't know yes, where sir. I'll be next yes. I don't know the next move of God but I can stand here or sit here and tell you today that in God I know who I am Yes, sir. and yes, sir. I know for a fact yes, sir. listen to me I know for a fact yes. that God is with me I know it <laughs> I yes. know it I know that thou art with me. me. I might not know two things, but one thing I know. (laughs) He with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He with me. Yes, sir. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. Mm -mm. But he did it anyway. And because my father is gracious to me, it is imperative that I be gracious with you. And let me say this to you publicly. Because I love you three. There is nothing that either one of you could do to separate me from your love. Heights nor depths. Failure. Morally or not, I want to go on record to say it. Nothing Will it ever make me not love you three? You can bank on it. Well, we love you, man. Appreciate You can it, bank man. on it. Love you, sir. Love you man. Love I don't you. need your perfection. I don't need it. it Maybe for some other leaders, for me, I don't need it. Because I don't even have it to offer, so I can't require it. <laughs> your loyalty and your love?
3: Yeah.
1: We can ride this thing till the wheels fall off. Listen, guys. I guess we just forgot about y'all for the last 10 minutes. Um, but I think you could benefit from what we said. I think that you could probably have this same conversation with somebody in your house. Yeah, absolutely. I think that today may have been one of those moments and it's no pun intended. It was a Rhema moment. It was just kind of that thing that God wanted. Um, We didn't tout a lot of scriptures. We gave some scripture, but we didn't. Everything was it. I'm I'm loving this practicality of both word and experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that the Holy Spirit is actually working right now, and and I can't even let it go. Hallelujah. Like I literally want to say goodbye, but. Talk, man. Talk. I, I feel the Holy Spirit. I swear. I, 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 know, I, know your, I, know tears are coming down your eyes. I, I can see them, and I'm sitting here.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Talk, man. Talk. God, we
2: thank you. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you for that. I literally see your hands lifted. Thank you for something. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I hear, I hear you. Hallelujah. I, I hear some of you all in different cities right now saying, Lord, let me find a leader that will love me like that.
3: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
1: There are no shortages of me. I'm not special. There are people yes. like me all over the world. You just have to be the place where God sent you. Right. Yes, Lord. If the Bible says that he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and we are the bride of Christ and he found us, then it means you're good. And you will obtain favor yes, before men. I speak peace over your life, in the name of Jesus. that you will finally come to the realization of who you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you will stop hating yourself,
3: mm. Mm. My God.
1: that you will stop living every day disappointed with yourself. And just because you don't make the same amount of money as somebody else doesn't mean you're less than them. It's just not your time yet. But oh, He who has begun a, a work in you will establish it. To the day of Jesus Christ, yes.
3: mm, mm, mm.
1: don't be insecure. Be proud of that little apartment you in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Your day is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Be proud, and I'm not talking about in the arrogant sense. I'm talking about godly. Be godly proud of what He's given you, because all three of us, all four of us, I should say, if you would have. Saw- if you would have saw us before today. <laughs> yes, sir. If you would have seen us in our last season. If if, if you would have seen where I grew up. If you would have seen. Yes, sir. Ramer in Nigeria. You see him in America. You did not see American where Ramer. he came from. American Ramer. You You see Pastor <laughs> Hammond now. You don't know where he came from. You see, I, I remember. I remember days where Pastor. Torrance's car wouldn't even start. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. But God. But God. Who God. Wow. Yeah. But God. Hallelujah. Yeah. But God. Yeah. Lord God, the seed that's about to be planted right now, we're sowing into favor. Yes. God. Thank you, Lord. God. We're sowing into results. Yes. We're sowing into exploits and outcomes. Hallelujah. We're sowing into imaginations and ideas. Hallelujah. We cancel struggle in the name of Jesus. Strife, yes. Thank sickness. You go. We will be healthy and wealthy. oh yes, we yes. will, in Jesus name. Jesus name. Give us the tongues of men and the utterances of the spirit that we may speak in our heavenly language and cause a seismic shift in the atmosphere. Open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain down on us. Give us a blessing so big we won't have room enough to receive it. Help us not to be enslaved to our mechanics, but to be renewed by the newness of life. Help us to eliminate weak opinions. Help us to not take ourselves so seriously. Help us to break our patterns. We need you, God. This ain't an easy fight. This isn't an easy fight. It's the fight of our life, but we need you. Mm. We trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to another Tackle the Text. We know we held you probably longer than you wanted to be held.